Hi, welcome to Wake TV. So today, s o o n I'm gonna talk about nature and the spirit. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to Wake TV. So today, s o o n I talk about、um, spirit in many forms. Mainly Communication, yeah. And the animals. So, the one of the sign, you know, how do you know you shifted to 5.0D? 5.0D is not all 5D, that's just the beginning of 5D. So, not that much different from 4.90D. But how do you know you shifted to that beginning version of 5D? Because we started to speak into nature, we started to communicating with animals. You know, unless you are animal communicator or elemental communicator, I'm talking about as someone like Sue and I aren't that kind of people, but started to feeling oneness with earth, feeling oneness with animal or plants. So we want to share about this experience today.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just want to say too, I've missed everybody. It's been two weeks, but I've been sick. So I appreciate you being patient while we've been gone for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, do you want me to tell them the roach story first? Yeah. Okay. So,、um, I live in Florida and,、um, you know, the bugs here are bigger and more of them, right, than in New York where I lived. And so this morning I come out and I found a, a roach, a tree roach, which are really big.、Um, they're kind of different from the indoor house type, which are like smaller and red. And you usually find them in the kitchen. So I found one on my coffee table and it was upside down. I thought it was dead and I was getting ready to dispose of it. And then something in my mind went, wait a minute, I think it's still alive. And I don't know why I thought that, but I thought, okay, well, I'll go get a jar and I'll catch it and I'll put it outside. Because、um, I've kind of gotten to the point where I just don't like and I don't want to,、uh, out of respect, kill anything.、Um, there's a whole thing, a whole meme going around on Facebook which just says, you know, with spiders, the catch and release. It's like, I hope that if I'm caught in the wrong place at the wrong time, that someone would show me the same consideration. So it's like, catch it, let it go outside. You know, you don't have to kill it. So I put it in the container. And sure enough, it's still alive. And I thought, gee, I wonder why it was on its back. And then I thought about my cat. And I said, my cat must have had his way with this roach because it just, <laughs> just laying there like it was tired or something, you know, like it had been through something. So I thought, okay, I'll let it go outside when I would take the dog for a walk. And、um, so I got to the tree where I wanted to let it go. And、uh, it's this. Gorgeous tree. I think it's got to be about 500 years old. And I talk to this tree when I walk by it. And when I say talk to, you know, I i mentally tell the tree how how beautiful I think it is and how I appreciate the shade that it gives us and and its beauty. It really makes my day just to see this tree. So I, anyway, I have these conversations with this tree and I walked up to it and、um, I opened the container and I let the roach out and it walked right up to the tree like it was home, 
like it was just perfectly happy to be here and it went right up into this little crevice and into the tree and I don't know where it went after that but it, anyway I feel like I had sort of a communion with this roach because I understood you know it it for whatever reason it was in my house it was there by accident it didn't intend to be in my house it wanted to be in a tree and I just felt that and I knew it and most people would I think you know go you know get really upset and go look for an exterminator and you know have this poison sprayed in their house because oh god there's a roach in my house and I can't let anybody know there was a roach in my house it's shameful whatever why it's just it was just in the wrong place it was in a place it didn't want to be and there's a big cat chasing it and I didn't have the need to kill it I had respect for it and um it was actually kind of pretty it had these two little round circles on its back and it looked like eyes once it turned over and it, you know so it's got to be sort of a uh survival mechanism you know how animals have coloration that makes them look bigger to predators or whatever mm -hmm. so I could actually appreciate this creature um that most people would recoil from and you know I just bring it up because my my old self would have been like oh my god you know and oh, there's a roach in my house and oh my God, and I'd be upset about it or I'd be worried what someone else would think about it. And it just, it wasn't that at all. It wasn't any, oh my God, it was nothing. It was just, he was just in my house, he mm -hmm. or she. And, um, and it wanted to be out of my house and it was quite happy to be out of my house and I don't think I'll see him again. Um, but I, you know, if you ever heard Aesop's fables, Aesop was, uh, I, I don't know, some, some sort of kind of like um, person that would teach uh, life lessons through storytelling. And uh, one of them was about that. It, it was about um, a child being upset because he stepped on an, on an ant. Hmm. And Aesop said, you know, I know you didn't mean to. I mean, the child was crying. The child was very upset for having taken this life accidentally but still and I think you know when you talk about 5d this is kind of one of the things we're coming back to is realizing that just because we can do something doesn't mean we want to or that we need to um and as I was gardening today, I came upon under, I had to get my garbage can to put the lawn refuse in and there was a whole red ant colony. And I do tend to recoil from the red ants because they bite me, <laughs> but I stayed away from them and I just got my garbage can and I went about my business and I just didn't feel this need to come out and put ant poison there and kill this colony when really I've disturbed their life. You know, they're just, they're just busy living their life. They're not offending me. If anything, I've offended them because I've come and taken their shelter off their little camp yeah. there, you know? Yeah. And um, as long as I don't stand on the mound, they're not going to bite me. You know? And I just went about my business and they went about their business and everybody was happy. Mm -hmm. So I, my vision of 5d is, we're coming to that point where we can actually 
if we if we really intend to we can know what something wants by thinking about it like projecting our thoughts to it and trying to you know see if you can feel into you know like what is this thing's purpose you know there was a man that went out and he worked with gorillas but when he was going to do that like the actual animal not you know a group of people that are fighting a government um and he decided that he wasn't going to take his gun with him his rifle with him he was just going to go walk it to this gorilla community and work with them and there was a there was a woman jane goodall that did that too but um you would say to yourself okay so why didn't the gorillas kill him um and he really believed that if he had brought his gun that he might not have done so well as he did and i think it's because animals and nature even the smallest creatures in nature can tell what our intent is oh yeah um and we could find out their intent if we just took a moment and you know like got rid of all the history that we believed in our minds of what something is you know I've walked alongside of alligators here in Florida. I mean, not two feet away from them. They haven't attacked me. They haven't come after me. They just sat there in the water looking at me, looking at them, looking at me. And I'm appreciating the beauty of this creature and imagining how ancient it is. And it just blows my mind. But I wasn't worried. I didn't have to run away from it. I didn't have to call some group and have it removed from its environment i mean it's just it's me respecting this creature and this creature just noticing me and it doesn't notice that i'm going to come after it or try and do anything to it and i didn't put my little dog in front of it so it could eat it either so you know personal responsibility <laughs> a lot of people do that they they go after the alligators because they walk their dog right in front of it and then they wonder why the alligator ate their dog well duh don't walk your dog next to the alligator pond but anyway um why can't we just have respect for and i think we can you know it's a choice it's it's um it's a higher way of thinking of the world we live in uh because it isn't all about us it's it's a communion of it's a coexisting with <laughs> it's not i have to have dominion over everything and anything that gets in my way i'm just going to dispatch it you know yeah exactly because uh 5d means you coexist with each other so first thing first time i noticed because um there's a geese um bunch of them in particular pier of New York, like by the river. And then I kind of started to realize they are not afraid of humans. Means they walk around, you know, a bunch of people there, they walk around next to me. They're not even freaking out. And then I started thinking, you know what? She's like animals are 5D already, you know? They could feel our vibration, mm -hmm. so they don't—they don't have to afraid of humans if you are not emitting some kind of a idea you want to harm them or something. They can feel it, so they just you know 
be so close to me, like, you know, 10 centimeters or something, you know? I'm like, wow. And even squirrel, I remember like, you know, a long time ago, squirrel never come near you unless you have food or something. They're very cautious. But now squirrels are like very close to you and they're just staring at you. So I stare at the squirrel, squirrel stares at me. And I'm thinking, wow, they're not even afraid of humans, you know? And they can tell, and then we have more other animals, you know, who is, I guess we're so used to dogs or cats, or some people they're walking with dogs, and then I love dogs, but when you look at them, you can tell their emotions, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of dogs, they love me for some reason, and then they just have full of emotion and they just want to interact with me like you can tell even though they can smile you can tell they're smiling at you it's so, the eyes you can yeah, see it yeah. in their eyes yeah. yeah and then people say dog cannot think i think they do you know they oh. started to have very simple but like they're not as stupid as we think they are. You know, they have emotions, they can think, they can kind of tell, they can totally lead a vibration. So, you know, like nature animal or dogs, they can feel or even cat, right? And then trees, trees, I, I have been talking to trees for a long time and then trees are very interesting. They know about history, like what's happening in the area. And then, you know, if it's big, means they thick, big tree, they are very old. So they know a lot of history, which I don't see, you know, uh, where I go, but even like small trees, it's nice to talk to them. Sometimes I just gonna, you know, ask, my question, nothing to do with them, but they can answer, you know? Mm -hmm. Like when I just shifted to 5.0D, I asked them, am I really here? You know, I, <laughs> I know trees are there, but am I? They're like, yeah, you are, you know? <laughs> In 5D, right. Yeah, 5.0D, right. you know? which is well, not that different from 4.95D, very slight difference. So sometimes you don't know. And then when trees gonna confirm you, confirm you because animals, trees, natures, they are already 5D because, because they align with earth. Yeah. Earth shifted to 5D. So besides humans, they all shifted. So, you know, when you watch YouTube video or something like some animals are coexisting with each other instead of eating with each other because they are, they are shifting, right? They are shifted or something. So they no longer have to be so, what you gonna call it? How we Adversarial. Know, yeah, how we used to know. Predatory. Like, yeah, pre predatory, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, because I mean, especially if you're talking about farm animals and it, that have always been thought of as uh, maybe natural enemies, they're being fed. So they don't need to kill each other because they're, they're not hungry. Um, 
and and how many times i mean i've seen so many like uh, the wild cat rescues where they pair the cat with a dog because the dog calms the animal and normally you would think well why would you put a lion or a tiger or whatever with a dog it's going to kill the dog well no if not if you're feeding it it's not going to kill the dog um but we see so many examples where you know cats nursing ducks stuff that's such stuff that you'd never imagine back in the day i mean like giving them food nursing them because i don't know something happened to the mother and you just wouldn't picture that kind of stuff in some other version of ourselves you know 10 years ago even but you know see it all the time and maybe it's because social media is so prevalent and people catch this stuff on I don't know if it was a cat nursing a duck. I don't know. I saw something really weird and I was just like, what? And um, maybe, maybe it is the social media now that we see these things because we, that we didn't see before because it's available and people take videos. Everybody's got a phone, a camera on their phone, and now they can easily take videos. But I don't know. I think it has more to do with the shift. Yeah, it is because like, frequency changes so animals are no longer survival mode you know you just take enough for what you need mm -hmm. you know it always have been that way but it's not um what you're gonna call it the vibrationally it's not a hostile vibration anymore it's more like peaceful so everything anything is peaceful you know yeah, and I mean, really, if you think about it, what's the only reason an animal would kill another animal in the first place is because they were hungry um, or to protect their young from, yeah. you know, a predator. But um, it still happens, obviously, uh, you know, out in the wild and things like that. But I think what we're noticing, these anomalies, what we would think of as anomalies in nature, if we're just taking the time to pay attention and watch, is um, they're teaching us, they're communicating with us that we could let go of the history that tells us, you know, this person is a natural enemy. Um, you know, the white person is the enemy of the black person, for example. Um, is that true? Really? Is that true? I don't think so. Um, it depends who you're talking to, right? And yeah, are they which consciousness level you're talking to? Yeah. Because yeah. once you have enough high high frequency consciousness level, you look at the person as a person. You don't look at the person or this person come from this country or this race. Exactly. As far as I know of. I mean, high frequency beings, some of the planets like Alila, they do have all different kinds of people, like the original people. It's not the cat looking people only. Original Lila, they had the Pleiadian looking people too, because they're one of the oldest civilizations. So all these Pleiadian looking people or Syrian looking people, they came from Lila originally, and they, they started to inhabit their own planet and they started looking, you know, more different or whatever. The whole, my point is, 
you know, when you look at the people who look different, but you come from same planet, so you are, their point of view is you are like, 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 it's not, oh, you are blue people or you're blonde, like, or we have to discriminate with each other. So it's very, um, now you're talking about Lyria, right? L-Y-R-I-A or Lyran, Lyrian. Okay. So gotcha. So there's a, there's a mix. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, all different kind of people. It's not the only cataloging people there. Now it's cataloging people, but it used to be all different kind of people. And they had a war and then, you know, people immigrated out there. But mm. the whole point is like, when the planet um, comes to a certain frequency level and a certain advanced civilization, you don't look at the people because of the country or skin color anymore because it's silly you come from same planet and then you you make distinguishment against like whatever skin color but you come from same planet so really i mean what's the difference right mm-hmm. and that's how the um extraterrestrial sees us like it's very peculiar behavior. that we fight with each other yeah they yeah, don't yeah. You come from same it's not the same culture, but same planet. So you experience the same thing. So everything happens for the reason. And it's not like only bad thing, even like COVID thing, everybody experienced it globally. So it's a common experience for the entire planet, right? Mm-hmm. So that's Earth, Earthlings experience. So when you reach 5d you started looking at the person as person not like oh you know you practice this religion or your skin color of course you know sexual attraction that that's different different if people do have their it's not that you are coming from same race and you are attracted to only this person people do have preference right Mm-hmm. It's not a fetish. They have those for whatever the reason. But when the person cannot be friend with someone who is different race because you have some preconceived notion or, or you know, I, I can't trust this color people. Like, really? If you cannot even be a friend or not try to be friendly because you work together, but you can be friend. You I know, just have a conversation. I mean, what does that hurt? Well, that, yeah, if you can be friend, you're not discriminating because you're friends. It's not, it doesn't need to have a sexual thing in between. So it's a more pure form of connection. Mm. You know? Sexual thing, it's a totally different animal. So if, if you happen to have, you know, attracted to certain kind of people, that's not fetish. You just are attracted to certain kind of people, and that's not a discrimination either, you know. Mm-hmm. But friend, if you have some kind of like um, prejudice, like oh, I don't want to be with friend from this person from this culture or country, maybe you're not five yet. But if you're open to be friend with person because you guys happen to have the same 
hobby or interested in same thing. So you're connecting the person with human level. So once you're connecting with person with human level, you don't see the color, you know? Like when you look at the little children, the race, that kind of thing is taught by the parents. Kids, yeah. kids don't know the skin color. No. You know, they, they just look at, call the person's name in the kindergarten, they become friends. They don't have any prejudice, right? It's, it's a social, social, I guess, um, conditioning. They teach Unless they're kids. taught from a very young age, but that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because kids are like um, more higher frequency. So they just look at, I mean, kids can tell the difference between human and gorilla, you know? <laughs> as long as human beings do have the same structure, they, they don't see the skin color, you know? I saw something interesting the other day. Um, it was a video of a hawk that came mm -hmm. after a duck in a farmyard. Oh. Uh -huh. And the, the hawk was, looked like it was going to kill this duck as, you know, start, started seeing feathers flying. And then the donkey, was it a donkey? No, it was a goat. Hmm. The goat came flying out from the yard and and started looking like it was going to headbutt the hawk. But it got it made. And then another animal came. I couldn't tell. It was a bird of some kind was coming to the rescue as well. Wow. So these farm animals, they have relationships and they they respect each other. And they look out for each other because this is my group. So this hawk, even though it was within its rights to come in and try and eat, the rest of them went, no, that's my friend. You're not doing that. And they made it go away. And um, I think, you know, like there was a good Budweiser commercial where, you know, the dog um, was growing up with the Bud Budweiser horses and then it, w it found a new owner and then the dog ran away um, to try and find its horses again, you know, because they were his people. And it was a really heartwarming kind of, you know, Budweiser commercial around Christmas time or whatever. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think we see things like that in life where um, animals bond with each other and, and they are, they're unlikely allies. But because they shared an existence together they mean something to one another and i just think we can learn from nature you know the more we watch this kind of examples that they're showing us um they're communicating to us what it is to be connected yeah uh, yeah the good teacher right even though it's unlikely you know or, or in our history tells us it's unlikely um we're starting to find out that that isn't true anymore that it the strangest of pair-ups um, circumstances bring animals together, you know, especially rescue animals. Um, like I said, you know, the pair like a rescue wild cat, you know, big cat with, you know, dogs because dogs are soothing and they calm them down and they, mm -hmm. they show them how to behave, you know, where they are until they can be rehabbed and, and released again. Um, if we start paying attention, uh, and I think 
talking to a tree is a great idea because that, like you said, the tree has all that knowledge and all that history. And by the way, trees do communicate with each other through their root systems. And I don't know how science did it, scientists did it, but they proved that, that, you know, the electrical chemical um, connection between the root systems, trees could communicate with each other great distances. I'm just taking that one at face value because I don't know that as a fact, but I read about it. So um, there's so much in nature that if we just start opening up, instead of, you know, passing by the tree, take the time to admire the tree and maybe even try thinking thoughts, you know, to the tree. Let the tree know you appreciate it. You appreciate the shade. You appreciate the, because you never know when you get sit underneath that tree. And then before you realize it, that tree has communicated something to you. You may not be consciously aware of that communication, and then you may become aware that it is communicating with you. You're trying to see, you're trying to allow those messages to come in. And the more we are open to communication from unusual sources, you know, then that day when we actually do commune with galactic societies, it's not going to be weird at all because if you start small is start with something that you're not used to doing and then you get used to it it becomes natural to you I talk to trees by the way I talk to bugs and insects and cats and dogs and I can hear their thoughts um once you start opening up to that sort of thing then the jump to talking to galactic societies is not that big yeah and like this is the next step can talk to the crystals you know, people think like they are not alive, they are. Like, yeah. I, I touch them so I can tell the vibration, like the one vibrating, they are alive. They have a consciousness. Mm. The one doesn't have a consciousness, either it's a fake rock or dead, you know? Yeah. yeah. So and they have consciousness, they can communicate with us. So even like, you know, those of you who feel like I, you have no friend or something, you can talk to trees and tell tell trees about what you're going through and see what tree has to say or maybe sending you the loving energy or who knows, right? Yep. Yep. And the wind. I mean, why are people so attracted to flowers and plants? Why do you wanna why do you wanna put them in your garden? Yes, they're pretty to look at, but there's also an energy to them that they gift you. You know, you gift them by planting them and putting good soil and keeping the weeds away and making sure that they have their nourishment. Well, they have something to give back to you too. Um, so, you know, I think what we're getting at is like, um, we're hoping that people can see the value in, in, you know, going into the nature, but just opening up to hearing what nature and, and, and seeing what nature is showing us. Yeah, tuning into the, the their energy. Like I recently found this YouTube video, the Leon the Lobster. I, I highly recommend you guys to watch it. Leon but, the Lobster. Mm -hmm. so okay. From story one, you know, uh, you can feel Leon, Leon was depressed and uh, upset because he was supermarket lobster and this person took it to not eat, but, you know, use as a pet. 
So it's a very interesting, like a high viewership YouTube video. But each episode you watch, you can start sensing what Leon is feeling. So some, some creature like lobster, people may think like, oh, they don't have a brain because the lobster not like as sophisticated as dog or cat or horses, which is not true. Leon does have a feeling and the Leon can think, you know? So it's really nice to start tuning yourself into other animals and then start like using your empathic ability to tune in what this creature is feeling. Could be tree, could be lobster, could be dog, cat, anything, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's one way of uh, start feeling the oneness. Like we started feeling, okay, we are the legend of this earth, even though we look different, you know, not just humans, we're talking about animals or lobsters or different, but we are all together in this. Yeah, I mean, it's a co-creative existence. Um, I just don't think everybody realizes that. Uh, it's kind of like we've been taught got to be a dominance or it's got to be a hierarchy um and that's been separation for a long time and that's okay because we needed to explore that but now we're coming out of separation and we're coming into unity consciousness which means you know that's what the 5d is and and ascension is is remembering that we're all part of source so don't we all have our place to carve out in this world together um and you know, we don't have to totally um, take something out to co coexist, you know, or like make it my area. Maybe I can share the area. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, maybe that, you know, that animal has as much right to live here as I do. Yes, I do have a fence and I, I hope it doesn't come over my fence, but if it comes over my fence, well, I'm gonna wait for it to leave, you know, or maybe I'm gonna go on the other side of the fence. I'm gonna open the door so it can leave, um, but I don't have to kill it because it's in my yard. Um, I don't know, I just, I, I'm just starting to feel these days such a reverence for everything. Um, even the snake, <laughs> I've got a couple snakes that live in my yard and snakes have never scared me or never bothered me, but I, I so enjoy when they come up um, near the house and they'll poke their head up and look at, you know, me. As a matter of fact, I did have a communication with a snake, this racer, this black racer that I've been wanting to meet because my husband kept telling me about him, but I hadn't seen him and I really wanted to see him. So I'm talking to a friend on the phone and uh, I saw him coming up the yard. I, I got excited. I said, finally, I'm going to meet this black racer. And he picks his head up and he looks at me and I look at him and I said, hi, you know, it's really nice to meet you. I said it out loud too. My friend was on the phone going, who are you talking to? And I'm like, oh, I'm talking to the snake. So doesn't the snake come back down to the ground and right up to my door to the screened in porch and it started coming under the door. And I said, you know, you better think twice about that because the cat's on the porch and the cat will try to kill you. You might not want to come in just now. I'd like to meet you, but, you know, you might not want to come in here. And I no sooner said that, that it told it backed right out and, and went the other way. Uh, it heard me, it understood me, and it knew 
that if it came in to see me that I, it could be killed and I didn't want that. And it, <laughs> you know, yeah, I sound like a lunatic telling this story. I don't care because it is exactly true. I have a witness and even if no one else believes it, I know what, I know what happened. That snake felt that I wanted to meet it. And uh, it was like asking me, is this a good time? <laughs> yeah, but the cat, you know, maybe another time. And I've seen it a couple other times too. So I always think I feel blessed when I see the black racer uh, hanging around the house. Yeah, so we highly recommend you guys to start communicating with animals and nature so you know start feeling the oneness and that's nice way of um, using that as a benchmark where you are at so next week so and i gonna introduce or talk about more interesting topic thank you so much for watching please share like subscribe and we see you guys next time bye bye Thank you so much for listening. So we see you guys next week. Bye.